0: Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute Weekly Podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundry. Hey, welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast. I am Dr. Jason Roundtree and I'm your host again today talking about shingles pain or post herpetic neuralgia. So the pain that follows along after a shingles attack has resolved. If you work with the older population in particular, you probably had multiple patients that have had shingles before. It is very painful. Yes, there are antiviral medications that can help, but in many cases, patients are left with a chronic pain condition even after the active infection has subsided. And that's specifically what we're talking about today is this termed post-herpetic neuralgia or post-shingles nerve pain. And I'm gonna be referring back to a study that was published in Lasers in Medical Science in January of 2020, so pretty new study. It's titled Role of Low-Level Laser Therapy in post-herpetic neuralgia a pilot study this study was based in pakistan and it is not a placebo controlled trial which we really like to see these placebo-controlled double or even triple blinded studies done but i found some really interesting tidbits in this study concerning the patient population they chose but before i get into that let's go ahead and talk real briefly about you know, the, the nuts and bolts of what exactly is happening with postherpetic neuralgia. So in the study, they say postherpetic neuralgia is a painful condition which affects nerve fibers. It's a complication of herpes zoster that affects about 50% of individuals over the age of 50 who develop shingles, meaning that 50% of your patients over 50 that have shingles will have ongoing pain afterward. That's termed post neuralgia, and it is a burning, stabbing, and extremely severe pain that occurs along a damaged nerve. Very common to see this uh, on the thorax, along kind of runs along next to a rib, and as the study says, it results from the inflammation of the sensory dorsal root ganglia of the affected skin. And they go on to say that uh, first-line trials of anticonvulsants, tricyclic antidepressants, and serotonin, norepinephrine, reuptake inhibitors alone or in combinations can be used. Opioid medications like methadone have proved their excellent effects in refractory cases. And some therapies like carbamazepine have been used successfully for long duration for treating trigeminal neuralgia pain, which is similar to posterpatic neuralgia pain. However, these should not be considered to the exclusion of other more recent, less-supported therapies like Botox, especially in refractory cases, or laser therapy. So in order to determine the effects of laser therapy in a population group of postherpetic neuralgia patients, what they did is they selected well-established and unrelieved postherpetic neuralgia pain patients, meaning that they picked patients for this study that had already been undergoing pain for a while, and had already tried multiple other interventions. I'll give you the details there. They picked patients for this trial that had been suffering with post neuralgia for one month to one year, with little or no response to a wide range of pharmaceutical treatments, including analgesics and anti-inflammatory drugs like carbamazepine, antitriptyline, and gabapentin. The pain was refractory to all forms of drugs meaning that those medications did not give significant relief. And the patients complained of sensations like tickling, burning, stabbing, shooting, cutting pain, the feeling of crawling insects, feeling of trickling sweat drops. That, that's all should be kind of ringing a bell for you as far as nerve sensations. So they took these patients with this very resistant post neuralgia pain, nerve pain, and they treated them with laser therapy, twice a week for eight weeks. So a total of 16 sessions, right? Now I'll come back in a minute and give you some of the details on the type of laser that they used, but 16 sessions, right, it took time. These patients had already had pain for a while, pain that was resistant to medications. They were given time and a significant number of treatments. This did not go away in a couple of treatments, right? They took 16 sessions spread out over eight weeks to address the pain that these patients were dealing with and remember we're talking about nerve pain here this is not just an inflammatory repetitive motion type condition tendinitis this is an arthritis pain this is nerve pain nerve damage due to the outbreak of the virus right a lot of these patients were sitting at an 8 out of 10 for pain before they started the light treatment the laser treatment and once they got done most of the patients were down to a 0 out of 10. There were just 4 patients who were not at a 0 out of 10 out of the 15 patients that they studied. So what was the conclusion? The conclusion was that laser therapy provides a non-invasive, painless, and safe method of therapy. Amazingly, patients get treated without any medication. In addition, this helped patients avoid the side effects of medicines. It can therefore be concluded that laser therapy is an efficient modality for pain management in post-herpetic neuralgia patients. Now, yes, this is a non-placebo-controlled study, and this is a very small population of patients, only 15 in this study. However, we're looking at difficult-to-manage patients here with significant amounts of nerve pain that was resistant to medications that all of them got excellent relief. Some of them complete relief through nothing but laser therapy. Again, let me emphasize this took some time. These guys treated these patients twice a week for eight weeks, a total of 16 sessions before they got these patients down to zero out of 10 pain. So two things from that. One, be patient and help your patients take the time to get well number two just because you get 30 40 50 percent improvement doesn't mean you should stop treating if you are able to continue treating that patient they can continue getting better in a lot of cases even if it's already been three four weeks these patients got better throughout the eight week program Now, I told you that I would come back and talk to you about what type of laser they used. We spent a lot of time on this podcast referring back to studies on infrared light. This is interesting because they used only visible red laser in the 650 nanometer range. They used it on continuous wave, and they delivered 3.6 joules for each tender point on the rib cage. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you much more than that because... They did not record the number of points they treated, and they did not give us the irradiance, like the size of the spot size for their laser. And so we don't know from this particular study exactly what their treatment plan, their protocol, their settings looked like. We know it was visible red laser, we know it's continuous wave. They used 3.6 joules per centimeter squared on each tender point. But we don't know exactly what the irradiance was, and we don't know, again, how many points they treated. Let me tell you this from what I've seen in practice. When it comes to postherpetic neuralgia, you are best off to start at low doses. If you try and use too high of an irradiance, too high of a total dose, then many times you will flare the pain up rather than bringing the pain down so start very low and don't jump straight into infrared laser alone utilizing your visible red wavelength can have some substantial improvements as well we have seen other studies where infrared wavelengths did give good relief too so if you have a device that can deliver red and infrared you're going to want to use both but again just because i've seen a number of these cases You don't want to overstimulate this too quickly. And again, I cannot emphasize it enough. These patients were treated for 8 weeks, 16 sessions, to control this nerve pain, and in many cases, it was completely controlled, all the way down to a 0 out of 10. So don't give up on your patients only because they have reached 50% improvement they may still be able to get more if there's any reasonable expectation of them continuing to improve talk to the patient about it tell them what you think the chances are of them continuing to get better time is an important factor here when we're talking about light therapy because the body needs time to repair these tissues so they can perform normally and stop generating nerve pain signals Now, I know you might have questions about exactly what the protocols and the settings that we recommend here at LTI look like. Get a hold of us. We'll talk to you about what we do here and how we can help practitioners in the field with getting and using the right settings, the right protocols, so you can be successful with painful conditions just like this one. Thanks very much. I'll plan to see you next week. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.